0: Hello, and welcome to Journey With Me, the podcast where the journey is greater than the destination. I, of course, am your host, Holly Harris. So what I want to talk about today is a topic that is basically uh, all of our life's journey, and that is uh, the journey towards becoming authentically ourselves and uh, what we were meant to be. Um. I know for myself, this has been a, a struggle, uh, towards becoming often authentic, especially early on. Um, I had a real issue, uh, when it came to people pleasing, which was, you know, rooted in fear, uh, stemmed from my childhood. And so I grew up, uh, being one who did not want to disappoint anyone. And so, uh, Many times when I wanted to say no, I said yes. (laughs) Many times when I knew I shouldn't be doing a certain thing, I said yes to it because I did not want to disappoint. I did not want to disappoint the person, um, you know, who was asking me, especially if I valued their opinion, if I valued uh, their place in my life. I did not want to disappoint them. And so uh, many times I would find myself overextended or in situations that I shouldn't have been in because I said yes to something that I should have said no to because I did not want to disappoint that person. And even around the context of actually uh, flourishing and who I was and what I mean by that is sometimes people uh, and you can sense it actually uh, benefit more from you not becoming than they do from you becoming. Uh, Basically, um, because they have their own insecurities or their own things that they're working through, uh, they may, if, if they see you get ahead, they may feel within themselves that it takes away from who they are. Or they could simply have their own agenda for your life Um, and how your life maybe benefits theirs based off of uh, the position that you're currently in versus the position in which you aspire to be. So sometimes you can either sense Or they will express certain things in order to keep you at a certain place because of what they're dealing with within themselves. And I would often also fall victim and pray to that um, in a sense to where uh, I would fly under the radar and I didn't want to uh, the spotlight to be on me because I knew it would bring attention to me. And may cause certain individuals to, uh, you know, um, to be, to be disappointed or to be let down. So as a result, I would quote unquote dumb down myself or dim down my light in order to avoid that conflict, if you will, because of that root of people pleasing. So I wanted to talk about this in order to help someone else overcome um, and to avoid uh, the years uh, that I went through trying to kind of peel back. OK, who am I and who am I really underneath uh, the, the things that I have taken on as a result of other people? And so again, uh, we're going to be talking about being authentically yourself and how do you get to that place? But before I get there, I wanted to just talk about um, some hindrances uh, to being authentic. And again, I'm talking about being authentic from the point of view of when your thoughts, beliefs, and your actions align So the first um, hindrance to authenticity are the labels put on us uh, by other people. Um, That's going back to, you know, talking about the people pleasing and uh, all of that stuff. But, you know. Even beyond that, it could be labels like uh maybe that your parents may have put on you when you were growing up um you know maybe they could have been good labels they could have been labels to where they wanted you to follow in their footsteps, but um maybe that's necessarily not what you're meant to be maybe um your gifts and uh, don't align with what they want you to be doing. And as a result, you've been miserable trying to carry out a legacy that they uh put on you, or it could have been a negative label. Um, you know, you're never going to be anything or you're just like your father or this, that, or the third uh, that you may have internalized and has caused you to be in a place to where you're not truly authentically who you were meant to be. Um, and so that's one of the hindrances to us being authentic is those labels that people, uh, put on us. And so it creates a layer over ourselves, uh, that can cause us not to walk in true, in truth, uh, and authenticity. And so number two, another, um, hindrance to authenticity uh, are our circumstances uh where we when we assume that the circumstances that we are currently in equate to who we are and what i mean by that is you know maybe um you've been going through a particular thing for a long period of time and so after a while you may start to think oh maybe this is just who I meant to be in life maybe this is just what it's going to be versus it just being a circumstance that you're currently in. Uh so that's a hindrance to us being off, uh, authentic is when we take when we perceive that our circumstances are are who we are. Uh then number 3 would be, you know, what we innately perceive about ourselves, our thought life um those things that, you know, just kind of pop up out of the blue, uh, that may be negative thoughts, you know, uh, that can come in and, uh, try to sway our view of ourselves. That can come from the enemy. That could even come from ourselves that we have internalized, maybe from circumstances, maybe from labels that have been placed upon us, uh, end up creating these thoughts within us, uh, that kind of solidify, um, you know, the labels that have been placed on us or solidify, you know, the circumstances that we're in, um, that our thoughts then, uh, produce, uh, what we may see or what we may have heard. Um, and as a result, our, we've, we've start, started thinking, thinking. And so as a result, our thought life might not be as positive as it should be. Um, and then number four, the decisions that we make, you know, um, sometimes we feel as though, uh, certain decisions that we have made equate to the totality of who we are uh, when it just could have been a bad decision. And so those can be hindrances to us actually reaching a place of authenticity within ourselves. But how do we break free from that? How do we take an active role in um, in um peeling back uh, these layers so that we can get to uh, the authentic person uh, that lies on the inside, the place to where we are um, becoming more and more authentically who we were meant to be. Well, first of all, uh, we have to confront. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says this Casting down, uh, well, actually, verse 4 says, For the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So imaginations, um, Strong's uh, defines it as the reckoning, reckoning, which is the process of calculating or estimating something. Computation, uh, reasoning hostile to the faith, a judgment, a decision such as conscience passes. Um, and so it's a process of calculating uh, or estimating something, um, but it's hostile in its nature. It's hostile. It's a judgment. It's a decision uh, that is hostile to the faith, that is hostile uh, to your process of becoming. And then it says, and every high thing, a high thing uh, that's elevated, um, that that high thing, uh, that thing which we elevate above what we know to be true, that we elevate above the word of God, you know, and the root of that is pride. It said it, it that imagination is exalting itself above the knowledge of God. The, the root of that is pride. The root of that is that we think we know better than the truth. And so those things, those imaginations, those thoughts that uh, try to bypass what is true. Uh, try to bypass what is lovely, what is of good report. Uh, at the essence of it, it's pride because we feel and believe in that moment that that thought supersedes the thought of God, that that thought supersedes the word of God. So it's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. Uh, and then it says to bring into captivity. So you have to take those thoughts captive. Uh, you have to capture those thoughts and bring them into the obedience of Christ. So this is an active thing. This is something confrontation is, a, is an active thing. It's something that you just can't allow uh, your thoughts and your imaginations um, to run wild. You know, those those labels that people have put on you, those uh, things that we assume uh, from our circumstances to be who we are or the decisions that we've made, made to be the totality of who we are or, you know, those innermost thoughts that are produced as a result of those three things. We can't allow those things uh, to just run free in our minds to who, uh, you know, and to take root within us. But as soon as they appear, we have to confront and capture with we, uh, we have to uh, uh, to confront, capture and bring it into the obedience of Christ, to bring it under submission to the word of God. Understanding that that should be what is exalted above uh, the things that we know are not from him, above those labels that people have put on us, above those circumstances that we currently find ourselves in, even above the decisions that we are currently making um, and the thoughts that we have about ourselves. The word of God has to become what is exalted Above those things, but you have to capture those thoughts immediately. Don't allow them to take root. Bring them into obedience. And and uh, a practical way is to write it down. You know, I know it sounds crazy. You know, to write down all of the thoughts in your head, but you may have to possibly do something uh, practical like that until it becomes second nature to you, to where uh, you recognize or just mentally recognize, okay, that thought is not from. God, it does not stem from truth, um, and bringing those things uh, uh, captive. Um, so you must first confront. Number two, you have to replace it with the truth. And Psalms fifty-one verse six reads, "Behold, thou desireth truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom and uh, truth." Uh, in that passage is, uh, defined as firmness, faithfulness, sureness, reliability, stability, continuance. Okay. So, uh, truth is that thing that's firm, that thing that we can, uh, base everything on, uh, that surety, that reliability, that stability, um, So it's firm, it's faithful, it's sure, it is the word of God. It is those things that are lovely, that are true, that are of good report. Uh, Those are the things that we have to replace those thoughts with. So we have to replace it with truth uh, and truth within the inward parts, not just uh, what we say or what we believe Uh, But what we do as a result of uh, what has gotten down on the inside of us, the inward parts, those inner regions, those hidden recesses, uh, those innermost thoughts that are covered, that are concealed, our hearts, you know, those things that, that is, that's covered, you know, that, that has been a task that in recent years I have started to try to do, uh, the more I become authentically myself is to, like I said, confronting those thoughts. And even on a level of when it comes to people that are in my life, you know, certain things that we can perceive about other people that, um, that's negative, you know, bringing those thoughts down um, into captivity uh, and replacing it with the truth. Um, and, And even if the reality is maybe they are exactly what you perceive them to be. But until you have evidence that shows that this is what actually is, uh, it's an imagination because it has not yet become a concrete realization. Uh, so it has to be one of those things to wear um, until you know it to be true it it should be cast down. And so that has been something in recent years. Like when I have a negative thought about someone that I love, I'm like, I have to bring those thoughts into captivity uh, until I know it to be true. It's just an imagination. It's imaginary. And so it's something that has to be brought down and replace with truth. You know, I know this person loves me or where is that thought coming from? Is it coming from jealousy? Is it coming from envy? You know, pulling those things down so that I can become a more authentic person and show up more more authentically in my friendships, show up more authentically uh, when it comes to family, And all of the above. Um, And so in recent years, I have begun, you know, that um, to be more conscious of that in my life um, so that I show up. Uh, more authentically in, in the lives of the people that I love and come into contact with. And even if it's someone that I don't know, the, uh, you know, those perceptions that we may have about strangers that we meet, uh, about strangers that we meet and don't even know that we ourselves can put labels on and assume and perceive them to be certain ways. And we don't even know who they are, like bringing those thoughts down until it becomes reality. It's an imagination. So that needs to be brought down. Um, and so, yeah, so definitely. Uh, so replacing with truth. And so then the verse goes on to say, uh, Psalms 51, Psalms 51 and six, it ta- again, it says, behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. And we talked about what those inward parts are. Um, and in the hidden part, thou shall make me to know wisdoms. So the part of the scripture that talks about to know uh, means to perceive, to distinguish, to know by experience, you know, how I was talking about before about until you know it by experience, then it's an imagination. So to know, um, to perceive, to distinguish, To know by experience, to recognize, and not only to recognize, but to but allow the truth to help you to admit, to acknowledge, to confess, be made known, become known, be revealed, to make oneself known. So those are the things that the truth, once it's applied, once it goes down into the inward parts begins to produce you begin to know you begin to perceive to distinguish you begin to know by experience you begin to recognize to be able to admit to acknowledge and to confess so that those things that are hidden can be made known and can be revealed uh and that you yourself can be made known um and and through that you would gain the wisdom because it talks about, um, and in the hidden parts, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. So we defined what to know is, but wisdom was defined as skill in war or wisdom in administration. So even as you are given the truth and it is imparted within you, you're able to administer, you're able to, um, you know, administer to, to manage your life, to manage those thoughts, to manage those moments. Um, and you're given the skills to war, uh, in the midst of those thoughts, those situations, those circumstances, you're given the skills to war in that particular thing and to pull those things down and to, um, actually be able to replace the lie with the truth. And so lastly, I would say to work out. So the three things that we need to do in order to break free uh, from inauthenticity is to first confront. Uh, number two is to replace with truth, and number three is to work it out. And Philippians two, uh, verses twelve through thirteen reads: Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have all always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for it is God, which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. And so we see here to work out means to get results in, to accomplish, to perform. Okay. So the whole purpose of us confronting these things and replacing them with the truth is to not only allow the truth to get in us, But to work its way out of us, to get results in it, to accomplish, to perform so that we get better, so that we, in essence, become more and more who we were meant to, who we were authentically meant to be. And so it says, um, "Wherefore, my beloved, as ye uh, have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence." So the whole point of this uh, thing is to not only uh, do good when others see you, uh, but to be at a place to where uh, that thing moves on the inside of you so that when no one sees you you are still doing good you are still doing the things in which you need to be doing and you are still becoming authentically who you are that you're authentically yourself in public as well as in private okay and so it says work out your own salvation and salvation is your own deliverance uh and not only that the um salvation is defined in that passage is not only deliverance, but preservation so that not only uh, are you delivered from that thing or do you or or um, uh, come to a place to where truth has been replaced in that particular situation. But then then that truth is preserved. You you know, it's it's one of those things to where you don't go back. You know, once you've come out of that thing and once you've mastered that thing, you get to a place of preservation to where that thing that you have found truth in becomes preserved uh so not only deliverance but preservation preservation of that deliverance um and then it goes on to talk about um with fear and trembling, you know, that this is something that you should take seriously and do to the utmost, uh, that it's something that you're not slack about, that when those uh, things come into your mind, that when you're presented with something that you know is not authentically who you are or who you are meant to be, that you confront it, you replace it with truth, and you work that thing out to the utmost, that you give it all you got. And then it goes on to say that in verse 13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. And so it is God that gives us the power um, that gives us aid. Uh, It's in essence, the spirit that's going to bring us into a place of alignment that will cause us to be authentically who we are. And it all happens in order for us to do his will, to do his good pleasure, um, and to ultimately walk in truth and become all that we were truly meant to be. So as a recap, how we break free is to confront, we then replace with truth, and then we allow that truth to work out, to work from the inside out until we become fully who we were authentically made to be. So with that being said, that's what I had to uh, bring to you today. I hope it helped someone to get to a place to where they'll be more diligent about um, the thing about their uh, working those things out of their soul, working those things out so that they can completely and totally become who they were meant to be. So again, I hope that really encouraged and helped someone, um, and that you'll make it a part of your, uh, daily, uh, walk as you have thoughts that are, uh, not good thoughts that may be a culmination of your experiences, um, that you would, uh, go to war. That you would, you know, allow wisdom to help you go to war uh, with those thoughts uh, so that they won't uh, be cemented into who you are causing you to not be authentic, uh, but that you allow truth to do its work and to uh, become who you were always meant to be. So with that being said, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, If you have not uh, rated the podcast, you can do so on Apple podcast. If you have not already subscribed, please do so. Share, 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 like all of the above. Uh, Next uh, Thursday is Testimony Thursday. And I'm telling you, this is not a testimony you want to miss. Uh, I have. On the show with me, uh, Reverend Lisa Pate, she is going to tell her testimony of how she journeyed through uh, childhood trauma, drug abuse, and prostitution. Like when I got her testimony, I literally uh, at the end of it, my mouth was wide open and I was in awe. And I know this is going to be a testimony that is going to change someone's life. Uh, so if you have someone in your life um, that has gone through childhood trauma, that have has gone through addiction or any of the things that I have talked about, or maybe even if they haven't, you know, um, just to know uh, that God is still in the business of um, taking something that someone else may have discarded or counted out and raising them up. This is definitely one of those testimonies you do not want to miss. So I hope that you uh, would listen and that you would share uh, with someone else. But with that being said, that's all I had for you guys today. I hope that you have an amazing day. Um, Go in your day knowing that you are loved, loved first by God, and I love you as well. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day and until next time.